Hey, I'm Paul Shear, and you're watching Geekscape, the only website I go to. Seriously, it's the only thing I have ever looked at. I hear it's really impressive, but I, don't, I refuse. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome back to Geekscape headquarters here. Uh, this is episode 176 of Geekscape. I'm Jonathan London, your host, over here on your left side. And every week here on Geekscape, we like to talk <laughs> movies, video games, and comic books. You shut the hell up, Gilmore. We like to talk movies, video games, and comic books with a special guest co-host who's very informed in those subjects. And this is no stranger to you guys if you watched Geekscape before. This is Brian Walton. Uh, he <laughs> writes for Geekscape. He is uh, the guy in charge of that Scott Pilgrim contest we had a couple weeks ago. And uh, we're going to talk about another contest here in a bit. But mainly, Brian Walton, it is your birthday as of the taping of this episode. Today yes. is your birthday. Um, Walton, how old are you today? I am 29. He's 29 years old, folks. Let's give it up for Brian Walton right here. Yay. Again, 29 years old. Uh, Walton. Yes. When are you going to start showing your mature, like, the, 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 like, when are you going to start, li like, acting like a 29-year-old? Uh, I'm not, ever. Okay, high I five, high five. High I, high I stopped high at five. 15. Gilmore, uh, as I accuse him of not acting like a 29-year-old, feel free to just pan the camera around my fortress of dorkitude and uh, pick up all the bullshit. <laughs> like, you, you know, before the um, program started, yeah, before the program started, Gilmore uh, and his good friend Evie, who's off camera for her own protection, uh, came to our front door and... Walton and I answered the door wearing a monkey mask and a... I was a leopard. You were a leopard. I was the monkey. And it looked really cute, though. Yeah, yeah. And we, and we had sunglasses you on. You looked like uh, Chester Cheeto. You did. Awesome. You did look like Chester awesome. Cheeto. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad. I couldn't see what I looked like um, because I had to take my glasses off. Right. Uh, so that this is where make believe happens. Yeah. This is not going to be the final... <laughs> this is not going to be the final Geekscape uh, set. I uh, was just showing... Walton some Ikea furniture and I was like well, what do you think about that for the Geekscape set well we will talk about it honestly I did not know Ikea sold torture devices but uh, yeah no uh, we're going all S&M on Geekscape pretty soon so you, you'd be excited for that alright um, I was actually talking this morning technically to Jiminy uh, from the forums yeah, he, he always IMs me like at 4.30 in the morning well, hey, he's, dude. yeah he's in New Zealand well, yeah, so okay. like he's in New Zealand and James Harrigy uh I guess he's 16, 17. How old are you, James? Just let is us know. Is he 18 yet? Like, has fuck, he that kid, the, the, no, fuck. That kid is not 18. All I know is this he kid... He has been with us forever. He's been I, with us. I worry about anybody that, uh, when Gilmore's like, is he 18 yet? Yeah, that's that's like, why I'm worried. Like, good it's like Gilmore so, judging how so, much time does he have. So this this morning, <laughs> this this morning, I, I, I need to book a plane ticket right now. <laughs> how far away is New Zealand? Uh, <laughs> Can I walk there? Give me a ride. <laughs> so uh, I was talking to him like at 4 a.m. this morning on IM, and he revealed to me that he watches every Geekscape episode twice. Twice. Oh. How crazy is that? Twice. Why do you need to see it twice? Is that in case you missed something? Yeah. What the hell? I, well, so supposedly what he does is he watches the first time as he's doing something, and he kind of zones out until like the like after the first ten minutes, which understandable. And he doesn't zone back until about fifteen minutes left in the show, and then he goes back and picks up what he uh, what he zoned out during. I wonder if so that happens works. to everybody. Like, do they have really? I think they just deleted New Zealand. Just, 
This what is my. Uh, do they have really potent weed in New Zealand? Is that like? Actually, I probably. No, I mean, I mean, the kids in like high school or whatever they call it, high school in New Zealand. Secondary. Secondary walkabout, whatever they call it, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so he zones out. He's a busy kid, you know. He is a busy guy, like like Mr. Walton here. Walton, you work with Gilmore at uh, Ranker.com, mm-hmm. uh, the website that Satori uh, from our our community has quoted as saying. A complete waste of time. Uh, <laughs> but he does also hate kind of everything else on the forum. Well, you know what? We cannot talk bad about Satori. Because he is a great moderator. L- l- let's talk about Satori right now. Uh, this this guy, Satori. Did you not silence your cell phone? Nope, is that you me. vibrating? Okay. That is, I, that is 100% Gilmore. Yeah. Gilmore, can you silence your cell phone, please? It, we, we, I'm sorry. It's vibrating. We can hear it even if you guys can. Um, fired. Uh, Satori was was riding his bike home, right? right. In Canada. He, and thank God he had this helmet on. He wrote about this on the Geekscape forums. You guys can find it at geekscape.net. And he's he's riding home. Not unlike the Witch of the West, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. It's like... He's riding home. What song was that? That was the Wicked... No, it wasn't. That was the Wicked Witch. You're missing a tone there. Oh, No, listen. But I've changed it enough. Is that not what I just did? No, you went. Well, whatever. The point is, Satori wearing his black hat is is like ready. To, is like going home in the middle of Toronto, which I'm thinking uh, is it Toronto? Maybe where you live, uh, Satori. But wherever it is, Canada is a post. There are three Sator- places I mean, in Canada. Yeah. Satori is Scott Pilgrim. You're either you're either you're either in uh, in Toronto, Vancouver. Or you're in Vancouver, or you're wherever they shot Nanooka the North, like 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 like, like wherever uh, you know. Mimi Pingween or, or wait, uh, wasn't, like that, wasn't but... Avonlea in Canada? No, don't make that up. Listen, no, the... or, or, or you're <laughs> Anne of Green Gables was yeah. set in Canada. Oh, Aven... It's very important. It's are you going to menstruate during the show? Anne of Green Gables, like listen. <laughs> oh yeah, there's Quebec, which is we- which is like Western France. Um, so out of those four places, I'm thinking he's in Toronto and he's riding home on his bike. Right, this is the story that he's telling us on the forums, and some lady. Rolled past a stop sign. I'm guessing Satori, if if I read correctly, a couple days ago, and was looking right rather than left where the traffic comes from, and Satori just hit the the. I mean, they just smacked, and Satori, I guess, went over the hood or went in front of the car onto the hood. No, no, he he hit his head on the ground. Satori would have splatter all over this Toronto post-apocalyptic street, but he was wearing a helmet. Oh, okay. So he's wearing a helmet. Thank you. Satori uh, wearing a helmet. But so. didn't the lady just leave? She's just like fucking. Uh, no, no. I, or I think the lady was mad at him, which it, I mean, she's uh, she's Canadian. They do not but think she still, properly. Like, went away. She still ran, right? It was what? Like, Here's the funny thing. How's this for a situation that didn't actually happen, but would have been hilarious if Satori got hit by this lady, right? And, great, and, he, yeah. and he lands on the floor, and he goes, "Oh, thank God, I'm alive!" But then she decides to hit and run and just rolls over him. <laughs> he goes, thank God I'm alive Tire over his chest, just done Remember kids, wear a helmet It prevents head injuries and unwanted pregnancy yeah. What Pregn- I'm thinking pregnancy. is Satori it's Satori unwanted wrote that pregnancy. Pregnancy. So, so, Satori, Satori wrote like Please wear a helmet like On the forums and stuff like that But I, what I'm guessing is this What Satori's not saying is He probably wears a helmet everywhere Right, like, oh, like he probably he probably wears a helmet everywhere. Oh, that's not you know what I mean. Like that, like that's Natalie what I, Portman. No, I mean some of the shit that he writes on the forums. Like, come on, man. Like a guy like that, he I mean, probably writes. Garden State? Yeah. Uh, 
You, are you going to continue to name fucking vaginal no, films he, no, while we're like, doing the show? He's like making a face. Like, he didn't get the Natalie Portman helmet. We reference. all saw Garden State yeah. once. <laughs> Excuse me, I, I I'm in touch <laughs> with my. You're the person who told me to go see Eat, Pray, Love. It's not my fault I went. I saw you. You said uh, go. Uh, correction. I told you to see Eat, Pray, Pray, Love to pick up women. You went with a girl. That negates any possibility you're going to have of picking up a girl at Eat, Pray, Love. You went with the, with Colleen, who we've seen on the show before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're single and Colleen asks you to go see a movie and hold her purse, you're going to go. Because Colleen is very attractive <laughs> and she's cool. Right? But it totally fucks up your ability to pick up a girl at Eat, Pray, Love. Does that make sense? I love how we're just. You're, you're <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, listen. Yeah. It, it, no, no. I cut. I cut yeah, he caught right. Wow. That's. You, you think you would have done the research a couple times? teaching people listen, how to commit suicide. Listen, listen. That's the thing not about right. the Epre Love thing, right? Is is you got to play it cool, man. You can't go with a girl. She's gonna cock block you. Maybe if you use her as a jealousy trap, but really you have to be in the middle of a conversation. Well, you see, you're assuming the there trap. were women in that audience. I watched it at the Grove. Oh, that was oh, boy, boys everywhere. Okay, another thing you did wrong. All right. All right, they were probably like, "Oh, that that cute guy came with his female friend, his companion." So, if you want to get banged by a guy, follow your procedure, which is cool. You know, we're open to that. That was the right plan for a situation. Yeah, right plan to get laid by a guy, but uh, you want to go mysterious, right? Like, you want to go to April Love, maybe with like, like in a by, yourself, by yourself. Yeah, yeah, come cool, maybe just yeah, like, with a boombox that I hold over my head. No, 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 no don't, don't do that push job. Just like like act cool, you know. Just be in the back, like yeah, maybe smoke a cigarette. I don't know. <laughs> act mysterious, right? Maybe wear a puma mask, leopard mask. Act, act crazy, right? Women love women respond to two things, right? Ready? Danger and violence. So just like act dangerous, you that know right. what I mean? Is like that right? yeah, that right. like like the exhilarations would get some hot. You is know that, what I mean? Is that right? She's hanging out with you, Gilmore. No, she's she's so. eroded any semblance of what a real man is long ago. Hi. Okay, like. She's been hanging out with you, please. Yeah, that's uh, please. London, you just described a rapist. What's you're, the you're, danger you're... and violence in a movie named after dental dams? No, Eat, Pray, Love. Is that what he? Uh, listen, is that what it is? That's awesome. <laughs> what did Evie say? Did you hear what she no. said? What'd she say? She goes, "Is that really possible at a movie named after dental dams?" The Eat, Pray, Love. I don't get it. Cunnilingus. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's going down on a girl joke. It's funny. Oh, I, oh she, no. She's being funny. I like it. I just don't... I'm not up with the female products. <laughs> but it's good that you caught that. Um, okay, so um, as we continue to erode any manliness yet... No, we didn't see a movie yet. God. I saw Eat, Pray, Love. What do you think we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're talking about Eat, Pray, Love. This is why people tune out at 10 minutes. This is why James... Hey, James! Stick with us, alright? <laughs> stick with us, James. We're exactly don't zone 10, out. by the way. J- James, don't you zone out. We're just going to get back to making what? fun of Satori in just a bit, alright? Hold on. Uh, yes, we <laughs> Geekstrogen.net. We did go see a movie. We went to see Piranha 3D, yes, which we came did. out. It is... Yeah. You Go for it. You you started... Piranha 3D, this guy Alex Aha, you guys like him because he did, like, what? The Hills Have Eyes. He, you know, he does these horror movies. Yeah, but I, I but they're fun. Impressed. I wasn't impressed with The Hills Have Eyes. No, um, but, right. Uh, this is fun. Yeah, Prana 3D. It's only in 3D. Walking into the theater, you know, we're looking at the, we're conscious about our wallets. We're looking at the ticket price. We're like, oh man, yeah. you know what? Like, for as much as 3D costs extra, I would have watched this in 2D. Yeah, I would have watched it in 2D. You don't get that option with Prana 3D. It is only released in the yeah. real D theaters. The Weinstein company has caught on, and they're like, hey, let's not give them the option to cheap out. You say that, but at the same time. They are losing some money from not having all those 2D screens. They're only opening in a limited number of screens because they can. O- there are only a limited number of screens that 
they can play well, in. I think they're kind of banking on some word of mouth, and they'll get it with this movie. Yeah, this movie is fun as hell, but uh, on the way home, I was talking to a friend on the phone, and he was like, is it any good? No, this movie is not good. This movie <laughs> is exactly the movie that it's supposed to be. We have uh, Elizabeth Shue and Bing Rames as the local police at this Lake Havasu-ish place, yeah. uh, you know, where all the kids are coming. It's spring break. Her son gets hooked up with this guy, Jerry O'Connell, who's playing basically the dude from uh, Girls, Girls Gone, Gone Wild, Wild, right? He's Joe playing Francis, utter my douchebag. doppelganger. And he, a really good impression of our boss at Ranker, too. <laughs> okay, uh, you're going to get fired for that. So, uh, Clark's not going to go see it. <laughs> He's not. You no, know, he just has to watch Geekscape to get that opinion. Um, so, so Thankfully, nobody does. Yeah, nobody watches this. James Harrogate, don't tip him off. So, you've got this, this different cast of characters. They're all coming to spring break, but... Here's the problem. There's an earthquake that opens up an underwater lake that's been yeah. like sealed off since like the Cretaceous get, era. And you get right into it. Yeah, these it prehistoric right piranha come out. They're in the lake now. They've been eating each other for millennia, and now they're ready to eat some co-eds, yeah. right? Who are in the middle of like a wet t-shirt contest. And the movie's fun. It has Richard Dreyfuss as a cameo. Yes. Christopher uh, Lloyd. It's got the kid. <laughs> Well, I'm the only person yeah, who's, who's going to know this. Who's the kid, the kid from Vampire Diaries. Oh, that's him. Um, is he the main kid? Yeah. He's good. He's he's moody. Okay. He's not the main kid on Vampire Diaries, but the main kid okay. in this. Um, and then uh, these two little cute kids running around, which right. they're funny. And but those play his younger siblings. siblings and, like, of course, they're going to get I'm not trouble. buying Elizabeth. She and was a mom. Really? She is she, so gorgeous. I, I don't know. She, she was amazing. too hot. She's a hot like mom? to describe Elizabeth Shue as hot. It kind of seems weird now, but like she was totally right. hot in the movie. What Elizabeth Shue's always been hot. She was hot. I in remember. The same. You know how bad you watch the movie where she plays a retarded chick, and you, you kind of lose like. What, what movie did she play a retarded chick in? It was uh, it She's was like her a regarding and, Henry type thing. Yeah. Hollow Man. No, no, it was <laughs> her, Man. and it was the guy uh, played Harvey Dent um, in okay. The Dark Knight. Uh, Oh, was that the uh, one where they're just picking on her? No, it's a remake. Like, she gets smart, and then she gets stupid again. Flowers for Algernon? Yeah, it was a remake of Flowers for Algernon. But it was with a female instead. And I can't remember the name. She gets stupid again. They could just call it retarded. (laughs) (laughs) Check out the big brain on Brad right here. Like, wow. You were rocking it. I remember stuff. I just can't remember names. No, it's cool. Scarecrow video like that. No, no, that's you know, you're the most right. Impressive you're right. thing about him, I think it's crazy. So, so there's not much to say about this movie. It is about as straightforward as it is. But yeah. the, the, I mean, we're not going to ruin some of the really hilarious 3D elements in no, it. No, but but Jerry O'Connell is funny. so much. I mean, he's really entertaining. Alan Scott, I like from Party Down. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. <laughs> you called him the Green Lantern. Yeah, Alan Scott. Yeah, he's the original Green Lantern. Uh, Adam Scott from Party Down is, is really great. But we've Scott, always liked him. I've never bought him with like an action guy and then I'm watching this going, he could pull off an action movie yeah, if he's, he wanted he's to. Yeah, he's on a jet ski. It's yeah. fun. And uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the best, the, the, I'm a huge Jaws fan, mm-hmm. and like, there's I'm not gonna ruin it, but there there's just a nice little ode to Jaws at the beginning, and it just hooked me. From that point on, I was like, I'm gonna kind of enjoy. They are this. having a lot of fun with this movie, yeah. which you would expect, you know, like they're not they're not gonna make a Piranha 3D movie and, and turn it, it into Saw. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna have fun with it. Uh, definitely recommended to all you guys who love gauntlet films, love cheesy midnight movies. And want to see a really entertaining 3D movie, and don't mind a large amount of three-dimensional tits. Yeah. At you also recommended to those that like titties, as Mr. Walton. Now, were there a lot of titties in the th- Eat Pray Love? They, um, no. 
Funny thing about You Pray Love is uh, the only good parts were the male actors. They oh, they is out. That right? Yeah, they out is acted Julia Roberts. Is that like an Roberts. actual review or? Listen, a little bit. Yeah. E Pray Love. Uh, Prada 3D goes here, but E Pray Love. We gotta get into this. <laughs> this is what we really want to talk about. We're e- getting away from genre films again. We're no, gonna no, talk no, about we're everything. We're gonna talk about you. Welcome back, James. We're, we're talking it's about live. Fifteen. We're talking about live. Um, e Pray Love. This is all I want to say. Supposedly, she's in a marriage. A movie about With a selfish bitch. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that right? That's what I heard. Laura, Laura said this is a movie about a woman who's in a marriage that works. Like the dude's not abusive or anything no, like that. The guy and she loves just, his wife. Loves his wife, and she just decides to leave to experience this like like stranger bone or what? No, it's um. She has decided that she's bored with her life. Even though the dude is even all though about he's her supportive, and she, yeah. and she like wants him to grow up, but he like kind of wants to try a new career every few few years. He's indecisive. And they got married in their mid-twenties, and she just decides one night, she's like, I'm going to be selfish. I don't love you anymore. I'm moving out. And she just goes in, like, bones like James Franco. She moves in like with James Franco. Shit, like, all this stuff. And that relationship that, works. Man. All, but here's the thing. Then she leaves James Franco to go yeah. off with, like, the dude from... And then this is... This, no this country for all die alone. Yeah. This is middle-class white problems where she's, like, instead of, like, going to see a therapist, going to get some help, it's like... I'm going to take a trip around the world. So the whole movie is about this chick who thinks that the grass literally is greener on the other side. Yeah. And just keeps chasing around. And at the end, does she have any kind of like yeah, come to end? Jesus yeah. where she goes, oh, you know what? No, she, I had it good the whole time. No, she comes to ho- no, she doesn't. She doesn't. She she comes to the fact where she thinks she has to, I don't know, she ends up with a, a, mm. a guy and and she's like, my life is better because I've lost a little control. And you're like. It should be You're the dude. It should be the dude idiot. she ends up with that's sleeping in the en- with the enemy, <laughs> who like comes after her. That'd be great. But here's you... the, here's the problem: it's like we geeks, it's not easy to, to get a girl and, and keep a quality girl. Laura yesterday uh, gave me sixty dollars. She owed me from work. From I'm helping her. She's opening her new training facility, and I was there sealing the floors yesterday. And she goes, "Take the sixty dollars." I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll work for you for free. You're my wife." She goes, "Take the sixty dollars, but here's the condition: you can't use it on candy or soda." only use it on comic books that was a conversation my adult wife had with an adult husband it's insane you're the don draper of nerds it's phenomenal i am the don draper of nerds and i will yeah okay okay so which way which way closer to your okay so so i'm having this conversation i was like you know what like this is the best situation for a geek and it's hard to find and now that this julia roberts has a guy and just says yeah. Eh, whatever. It's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. She keeps running in. I have to bring this up. There is a character in the uh, in the Italian section <laughs> in the Italian section of the movie. There is a character. It, the actor. It was Bibiani. It oh. looked like Bibiani. I'm just. It was like. Was she in it? She was down. No, with the but he gave oh. her the the life lesson, lesson yeah. in Italy. Like that's Bibiani. That's like, yeah, Bibiani. That's Bibiani's role for all of us. Yeah. So. Bib- See, I was pointing away now. Yeah, you know, oh, I, I see you, I see you. Yeah, you can say stuff out loud, it's fine. Oh, I got yes. you. Oh, I got yes. you, Gilmore. I got you, Gilmore. For those that like Tetai. So, guys, uh, that movie sucked. I guess, according to you. Speaking of sucking but movies, that, but, that, but that being said, uh, Piranha 3D, we got to get into some of his Comic-Con footage. What is that, Gilmore? Oh, I, I thought you wanted to talk about, weren't you like the one person who saw Salt? We're not going to no, talk I, about no, Salt. I, no, I didn't, nobody I didn't went, no, nobody saw Salt. I ended up watching Jackie We're not going to talk Brown about again. Salt. Right. I chose to watch Jackie Brown again instead of Soul. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's like movie that feels like three hours, movie that literally is three hours, right? So um, let's talk about Paul Shear in Prana 3D, 
right? You see all these characters die. Paul Shear's in it. You never see him die. What happened? To he him? may not have died. It's the mystery of Piranha wow, 3D. I didn't even realize that till just as I second. walked out of the theater. I go, what happened to Paul Shear's character? He's gonna he's, come back as like a human piranha. He's in the movie, and then one like, second he's on Jer- the movie. Jerry O'Connell pushes him. He's on, he's still he on the boat. Fall off the boat. The boat goes into danger territory. Ooh. How did he get off the boat? How did he survive? Is Paul Shear magical? You would be the one best equipped wow. to, to answer this question. He is, he is because magical. you've met him. You I talked did. to him at Comic Con, uh, and he was on. He's got he was a there. very very funny show yeah. called, uh, on Adult Swim called Children's Hospital. Oh, let me write that down. Children's Hospital. Okay. And it was based on an internet TV show that he worked on as well uh-huh. um, called Children's Hospital. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and and who, who else is in this? Rob Corddry. Uh, Rob Corddry. Uh huh. David uh-huh. Wayne uh, is producing it. Uh, Lake Bell, who is a peach, uh, is on the show. Oh. You might remember her as the only good part of what happens in Vegas. Okay. Uh, with Rob Corddry. We don't. We didn't get dragged to that one by some chick either. And <laughs> uh, and then um, what's her name from Saturday Live? Isn't she in it? Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. No, I like her. no, she's not, not in it. I just remember you interviewed it's her. It's the chick from uh, uh, Will and Grace. Okay. Lady. Okay. So listen. Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. Yeah, okay, so so it. listen. You oh, and Ken Marino. Ken Marino is Ken Marino also is hilarious. In it, and we interviewed him and had a really fun interview. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run all these interviews. Oh, okay. All right, that you did at Comic Con. Okay. But you did them on a flip, so the audio may be rough. No, no. no. These, oh, no. Sounds good. This is the one I was there for. Yeah. All right, you guys yeah. enjoy this and uh, and try to pay attention to the Lake Bell interview. I mean, it it's it goes by quick. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah. All right. Good. Here we go. Children's Hospital. Hey Geekscape, it's Brian Wallen here with Paul Shear. You guys all know him, Human Giant, uh, 30 Rock, and Children's Hospital. Yeah, Children's Hospital. It's, I'm really excited to be on it this season. I, uh, I wrote a little bit on the show, and I'm playing Rob's brother, who is a true clown. I don't like that he works in the hospital, uh, and I want him to come back to the circus. I, I got to say, we saw the trailer, and uh, I, I guffawed a little bit when uh, you've got that great line just in the trailer of... What are you doing with this medicine? Heal people with laughter. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that was fun. It was, uh, it was such a great process to kind of be involved in the writing of that and then doing it on set. I mean, this new season is insane. I mean, the guest stars they have are awesome. Henry Winkler is in the main cast in the new episodes. Like right now, they're just re- they're airing the web episodes. So once the new ones start, it's going to be great. Yeah, I just uh, caught uh, Joke Overload. And it was like Adam Scott and Clark Adam, Duke. Yeah, Adam Scott, Clark Duke, uh, John Cho, uh, Malin Ackerman. She's on the show, though, every week. Um, man, I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, Ed Begley Jr., uh, Winston from Ghostbusters. I'm blanking on his name right now, but Winston is in it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Ernie Hudson. We could count on him. See? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, in addition to Children's Hospital, when are we going to get to see some more Human Giant? Well, Human Giant, we just did a new sketch. Um, we just did a new sketch on the MTV Movie Awards. So it's called Stunt Kids, and that aired uh, a couple months, uh, maybe like a month or two ago. So we just kind of worked together in and out. Like, you know, um, Rob came on my show, The League, and I went on Parks and Rec with Aziz, and then we all came together and did the Human Giant thing. So, we're, you know, it's hard for us to kind of coordinate our schedules because when Aziz is off, that's when I'm on my show. And then, you know, so we always are having a hard time. But we'll get together to do little things and each other's stuff. I do have to say, as a as a comic book nerd and and a movie nerd, uh, the league, 
pretty accessible. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm a comic book nerd. I'm a, I am in that same vein. I'm not the biggest football fan at all, actually. And yeah, I think it, you know it's it's a testament to the guys who created it. The guy Jeff Schaefer and Jackie Schaefer. Jeff wrote on Seinfeld Curb and Bruno and Borat. And this season's really good. It's gonna be really fun. And you know, I have uh, you guys have to check out Piranha 3D. Dude, we're doing that t- uh, tonight. We have our screening, but it's going to be insane. Jerry O'Connell, Ving Rhames, Adam Scott, Christopher Lloyd, Richard Dreyfus, Alex Aja directing. It's awesome. The uh, the promo models have been hitting people up here on the on the floor quite oh, a bit. Oh, awesome. I'm excited that, uh, yeah, there's such a presence. You know, because we got banned from Hall H because we had too much nudity. It was too violent. And then they asked Alex Aja to change it. And he was like, no, I'm not going to change it. Because we were, and we we're like, so now we're going off to show it the way we want. I'm sorry, too much nudity? I know, right? Come on. Suck it up, Comic Con audience. I feel like after 5 o'clock, we can have some nudity on the Hall H floor. You know? All right. So we can check you out on Children's Hospital, Leaks. Children's Hospital uh, in August. The League in September and uh, Piranha 3D in August 20th comes out. Day before my birthday, so uh, you guys know what to get me. <laughs> Thanks so much. Nice Th- thanks for your time. All right, bye-bye. Hey, Geekscapist. Brian Wallen here. <laughs> hey, Geekscape. With one of your favorites, Kid Marino. <laughs> are you, are we, are we, you're, you're laughing. You started laughing when you said, hey, Geekscape. Is that your intro all the time? The, it's, uh, well, yeah, pretty much. Can uh, I try it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Hey, Geekscape. It's Ken Marino here. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's better than just going, hey, Geekscape, it's Ken Marino. I like it. We're a very not serious website. Oh, okay. No, well, we, not at all. Yeah. I was about to try to justify it. Anyway, moving on. To yeah. you. <laughs> Children's Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Children's Hospital. Uh, let's do the whole thing laughing. Yeah, let's okay. just laugh for okay. no reason. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it's really question. easy to do with you. That's a good question. All right. So, uh, Children's Hospital, you, you play a uh, young Jewish doctor. I do, Dr. Glenn Ritchie. Yes. What's so funny? <laughs> What's so funny? Oh, uh, we're. Geekscape. I can't even say it, it's so funny. We're not going to get through this no, with no, me not it. being. I'm excited for it. All right. So, um, Children's Hospital. You have to laugh. I, you do? Okay. <laughs> wow. So, uh, shouldn't have had those shrooms. <laughs> Holding in. Okay. So we've got the new season coming August 22nd. <laughs> yes. are, are you excited? You're very excited. I'm very excited about it. No, I'm excited. It's contagious. It's getting around. That actually sounded like a Burt Reynolds. Did it? Um, no, it? <laughs> Let's remake Cannonball now. Cut. Jesus Christ. I'm going to take these rosary bleeds. You're going to take these bleeds? <laughs> so, um... Cannonball run. Bloopers. Yeah, um, yes, yes. Uh, in the second one, they were army generals. wasn't as funny. Listen, all I remember is the Lamborghini and, uh, and the two ladies with the cleavage. Uh, so, yeah, that was four boobs. Four boobs. Cleavage. Two uh. ladies with cleavage <laughs> equals four boobs. So, um... <laughs> we're not, not going to talk about Children's Hospital. No, at let's all. do it. I'm <laughs> excited about it. So uh, it premieres. It, it premieres August 22nd. <laughs> so I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and there's or TiVo it. Well, yes, TiVo is good. <laughs> um, so what? we've got uh, the yes. trailers out. You, I know. You're very funny in it. You. Uh, How dare you're you? You're trying to win. It, it, it's the first time. The first time in this interview, where he says you're very funny, in it is when he doesn't laugh. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. So, uh, awkward. Are we are we gonna be able to repair this? Yes. This no, we rift. Cut and paste. Right cut between and paste. us. It's all about. Oh, oh, our 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 um Is our it, rift. Are we gonna be able to get back to where ball? we were? I hope so. <laughs> well, you can never go back. No, let's move forward. But we can go deeper. Yes. And that's where we should go. I think that's where we'll land ultimately. And it'll only uh, enhance our friendship. Those blue eyes. Oh, thank you. This is getting creepy. It's getting a little creepy. <laughs> um, so, I just want to say, we have a couple of fan questions from our site we want to ask you. Okay. Uh, the first one is... Because we didn't get through any of the questions you wanted to ask me. Not at all. No. And we don't want to take up your time all day. No, and listen. The, I'll, be here, I'll be here all night. Whatever you want. <laughs> our users are more important than I am. Let's do it. Um, so, Veronica, season Mar uh, Veronica Mars, season three. Uh, VM season three. We want to know. VMS three. Do you think you won the election? Listen, all I know is what they told me that they thought that they might do, and I think that that, that I was going to win the election. Certainly would uh, help conflict in season four. Definitely, and uh, I, I I believe he would have been a, a good you know sheriff, kept things even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he certainly got a, he cleaned up his act. He he gave himself a different look. <laughs> Um, and then a uh, brief moment of silence for uh, Party Down. Uh, okay. we, were, we were all very, very sad to hear that, but... That was the briefest moment of silence I've ever seen. Yeah. He didn't even stop talking. You, he didn't even take a Brief breath. moment of silence. Oh, are, you, are we ready? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but uh, like a lot of shows lately, this one more deservedly than others. It's yeah. got a, a Save the Show campaign going. I know. Huge Facebook group is yeah. trying to get it back on. How I, huge? Uh, huh? How big? Uh, I think it's at like uh, 3,000 users. Is that big? I don't know how for big. For a Facebook page? For, for Show Like Party Down, which not a lot of people watched. Uh, on Stars. Well, the Netflix streaming is... That's where everybody watched it. That's where everybody watched it. And, and then I, they took it off that, didn't they? That's how I was telling people to, to show their support. No, they removed it. They're it's like, now we, not on Netflix. We can't let people know that there's a good show. We gotta I cut it. I don't quite understand. I mean, maybe it's maybe I don't know. Maybe it's to sell uh, the second season on DVD. I don't know. But man, do we hope that show comes back? Well, listen. You know, there are only so many times in your job where you kind of stumble upon a uh, a, 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 a gig where it's you know, super special. And um, I had that, I was lucky enough to have that with the state, and I feel like I was, I got it again with Party Down. It was really just a wonderful kind of experience, and um, it's a bummer. It really bums me out that uh, it's not um, coming back. But I mean, I, I would love to get back to laughing again. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> we'll break through the tears. <laughs> it really breaks my heart. That's not coming back. <laughs> We're almost there. We just got to fake it a little bit longer. <laughs> um, but here, here's the bright side. Uh, Children's Hospital. Yeah. I, I'm happy to say what, uh, the, the what, I, what I've watched is uh, it's got a bit of uh, an absurdist yes. party down a little, little party. Yeah, it's a, uh, little, it's a little more wacky. It's a little and, more absurd. Uh, Adam Scott hopped in there for an he did. episode as a Klingon. Yep, he's and, awesome. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan did it. Yeah. She, Lizzie has a little part in one episode. She plays Megan Mullally's uh, daughter. Megan Mullally's in it, of course. Megan Mullally is uh, having more fun. I, I'm just having more the fun best. watching her. The best. Uh, yeah. She's the best. It, it's great. She's the best. Great. Best. Listen, say what you want about, you know, Aaron, 
or uh, Rob or Lake or Rob. But uh, you don't, you know. But Megan, the best. Okay, Twitter something. I'm twittering right now. I'm already twittering. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's how we're going to finish it with the laughter again. So this has been Ken Marino and Brian Wong <laughs> laughing ridiculously. Uh, have a good one. Hey, Geekscape. It's Brian Wong here with Aaron Hayes from Children's Hospital. Hi, Geekscape. We're happy to have you. Thank uh, you. One of our more attractive guests, I must say. Uh, Ken Marino's pretty attractive. He, Ken, we just talked to Ken Marino, and uh, he, he made me feel a little warm inside. A, li- a little warm inside uh, over here. So, Children's Hospital, you play? I play Dr. Lola Spratt, lover, healer. Hmm? Lover, oh. healer. It's a little loud in here, so I don't... Uh, but uh, uh, Dr. Spratt is uh, kind of the overlooked doctor on set? The, the character-wise. The char- well, no, uh, From the episodes I've seen, she kind of... A little misunderstood. Yeah. She's, uh, nobody... T- she tends to say things, and then people just stick with that and even if she says that's not true like in the beginning ones when I say I have a brain tumor and then everybody just latches onto that even though I, they, then they just stop listening to me yeah um, so we've got a trailer online and, and the show comes uh, August 22nd second season yes. and the, uh, the there's an episode online uh, Joke Overload oh yes and I see what you mean now I, now I understand your previous question uh, Yes, it's such, and I think it's such a wonderful episode. I mean, Adam Scott and Clark Duke were so great, and I think it's a good showpiece for what this next season holds. It's a lot more, like, there's fun plots and great guest stars, and we have Jeffrey Ross. I mean, come on. Kind of a fun episode for Comic-Con. Uh, we put just a little hint, you know, just a little you know, teaser in there for the... T- yeah. I mean, I guess we're... Fucking uh, tricky ears. That, it, it was great. She's got Spock ears in the episode, yeah. and it was, yeah. it was fabulous. There's really no time that she could have put them on, too. That's the wonderful thing. We run out of one room and into the other, and I've got Spock ears. You were the quickest enlistment into Starfleet ever. Really? Yeah. All it takes is one good bang, and I'm in. <laughs> and Adam Scott playing a great Klingon. Yeah. Well, we, we hope uh, for success for Children's Hospital. Thank you. Uh, and very happy to have you on Geekscape. Thank you. Swing by any time. All right. How's Tuesday? Uh, works for me. All right. So, hey, guys. Brian Walton, uh, David Wayne. Hello. Expert writer and uh, wonderful performer. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. So, we are... That was Ken Marino on my shoulder. That's right. That was... That's Ken Marino. That, that's Ken Marino trying to make me laugh again. So, um... You are the executive producer on Children's Hospital. That's right. I'm also a director and a writer and an occasional guest star. And uh, from the trailer, we've seen, we can look forward in this next season to you being a cool Jew. I actually, uh, yes, in one episode I play Rabbi Jewie McJuju, who is a hip, handsome, hot rabbi. Wow. Typecasting. And then uh, I also appear in some other episodes just as myself. That. I am very much looking forward to that episode. I'm actually looking forward to the whole, whole season. So uh, w- what else can we expect from, uh, from you in the next couple of months next year? From me? Uh, well, I'm actually in a few weeks about to go start uh, shooting uh, my next movie, uh, which is called Wanderlust. I'm very excited about it. It stars uh, Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. And uh, I, make, I wrote it with Ken Marino. 
and I'm directing it, and we're producing it with Judd Apatow. So it's going to be a very uh, exciting project, and but that's where I'll be in a hole doing that for you know several months. Yeah, we've loved the projects that you've been doing. Role Models is great, and uh, Wainy Days uh, being a website. Thank you. Are we going to get to see more Wainy Days? Yeah, I think Wainy Days is great. My, I love to uh, that because it's a chance to just, whenever I have time, I basically uh, pull out the video camera and do another Wainy Days, and it's been really fun to do that over the years, and I don't have any uh, motivation to stop. And uh, Stella Live in Boston, that came out on DVD? Yes, it was uh, the Stella, yet another fun little project with my friends that um, we'll keep doing uh, as, as time permits. So in Hollywood, you seem to just be in kind of everybody's circle. You, you've spread out. It speaks a lot. You must be a very nice person. You know, I try just to be friendly, say hi to people, look them in the eye, shake your hands. It takes, it takes you a long way. And also just that I'm so fucking funny. You know, I think it might be the second half. I don't know. I don't know. I also am a very fast typist, so I'm easy to work with. I touch type properly. Really? That's, I, that's a very good skill. Uh, so basically what we want to... Geekscape is number one, isn't it? Um, so we've got uh, the new Janet Fernandez and Paul Rudd. Anything you want to leave us with about Children's Hospital? I would say that every episode is surprising and funny in different ways. So don't miss one. Every Sunday, 1030, Adult Swim. All right, Adult Swim, August 22nd. Thank you very much, Dave. Hey, Geekscapist, Brian Walton, Lake Bell. We have, to do, we have to do a really quick interview. So, Lake Bell, how do you like being on Children's Hospital? I love it so much. It's so amazing. I feel like I'm at comedy camp. What's it like stealing the show, and what happens in Vegas? Um, it's really easy because then you get to be on shows like Children's Hospital from Rob Corddry. What's it like being really attractive because you're funny, not because you're pretty? Um, I don't know. I have big boobs, and they bounce a lot. Good answer. Thanks for being on Geekscape. Bye. Wow, Lake Bell was hot. Very attractive girl. Uh, yeah. Quick reminder, uh, if you needed one. Yeah. Rewind it a bit if you want to see her again. Yeah, guys, <laughs> do what James Harrigan does and just rewind it if you want to get excited again. It's obvious that they, that man is attracted to me. As he you know, comes out of puberty and finds himself as a man, he wants to watch Geekscape twice. It's understandable, yeah. James. A lot of you have that feeling. Man, Kim Marino was funny. Ken Marino is always funny, though. He, he was one of the funnier... I mean, you can say he's one of the funnier moments in the state. First, Everybody uh, on the state loved it. He was know. my first interview at Comic-Con. How was that? Uh, he, just, very, he relaxed me. It was great. And then, uh, and then as you saw him at David... He, he took him through the ringer, and uh-huh. then after that it probably couldn't get any more uncomfortable for him, so it was like a good uh, first one, because it just kind of yeah. breaks you in like mm-hmm. a mitt. Yeah, and then David Wayne just... Kind of, I, I don't know if you saw. We, we saw. It, it was awkward. We saw. Um, but uh, yeah. Awkward is what you do best with, with uh, Geekscape uh, here, Walton. It's almost what we hired you for. Uh, and that was a year ago. That yeah, we, that, a year that ago. You did your first day Geekscape assignment. I did. And you You're were, having two birthdays. Two birthdays. Yeah. A year ago, you went and saw that preview, the 3D yeah, preview the, the for, f- for uh, Avatar. Avatar, the 15 minutes of... Uh, of delightful eye candy, oh, and you so wrote that up for our it. site, right? Yeah, I did. Should, and, uh, should you have then not seen the full Avatar when they actually added the story? I kind of feel like um, I, I can walk around going, "I liked Avatar because I saw the 15 minute version." Right. <laughs> I didn't right. get to. No, it's. Um, I, I really do feel like it could have gone without seeing any writing any script because the 15 minutes I saw were great. And um. Then, and then I got a shit sandwich when it, I went to Okay, the let's do a, a, your own like state of the union. 
a year in a geekscape, right? Like, I don't even know anymore. This has been three and a half plus years. Like, I don't even know what geekscape is anymore. How do you feel being part of the geekscape team? You feel, feel great. Like, what about it? Do you, it excites you still? I, because I, I've long since the money. The money. <laughs> I mean, the pay is good. The I health like insurance. The, I, I like uh, the women. Uh, I can't say no to the women that have been. No, some scapists actually <laughs> yeah. can find love yeah. through the yeah. scape. Yeah. Yeah. find love. To, but rule the rule is it has to start on the internet. Here, not, here's the thing about you know Sarah. I like how I get pegged as Diva Dog on the forums. Forums. Yeah, she met Chris through Geekscape. I know, and they're dating. She just had that back surgery and posted like photos of the back surgery at my urging on the website. Creepy. There's like this one slice on her back. Totally gonna open up and have an eyeball behind it. Totally. We wish you well. That's why I wanted to introduce it. We wish you well, Sarah. She joked. I joked about that on the forum. She thought it was funny. Uh, news. Um, well, but no, we're, we're still talking, talking about the girls. The, the girls of Geekscape. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, um, I like the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved, um, loved going to Comic-Con and, and um, Mort. Meeting, like, meeting Matt Kelly Matt from across the country. Because um, we were taught, we talked daily um, with trying to keep up with the news. And, right. Uh, we both do the Twitter and the Facebook, and it, we kind of have to coordinate. Like, I'll pick up his slack when he needs to do something. He'll help me out when I you need to. You guys have been awesome. Gilmore, uh, can you teach Gilmore, who's been with us for a long time, how to actually do some of this stuff? Think about it. That's Gilmore over there on the left you side. Can drink. Um, but, no, it, it's great. Why uh, should they should join. They should join um, for free shit. Yeah. Like, uh, the Torchlight... Uh, PC game. The sequel to Torchlight is coming out pretty soon, but if you guys haven't played Torchlight on the PC, it's like a Gauntlet-esque RPG, RPG, action, action, RPG. RPG action RPG. We're giving one away, and uh, we're going to do it. Huge gauntlets gonna, on his. Hand. To figure out how you're going to win this, you got to join our, our. You got to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter and, and join Facebook, us on Facebook, and um, we will have the details on Monday of how you can win. This copy of Torchlight before the sequel comes out. So that, that contest is running this week. And for those of you who are like, I don't play PC games, um, play anyway. Tell us you don't play PC games, and we might find something else to. Might give find you. you something else, like uh, like one of your fingers. Um, that's how we do it here in Geekscape. Guys, news. X Men First Class. I got to tell you, this movie, even though it's Fox and like the X Men franchise has kind of gone bad and all this mm-hmm. so with the fans, uh, I'm excited by this. Brian Singer, who's one of the producers, said that it is set in the '60s. The movie so set that's, in the '60s. That's a win. That's what that's, I wanted. That's, that's what I. That's okay. what I wanted them to do with the Fantastic Four. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's set in the '60s. The casting is all off. I mean, so far we're down with the casting. Nope. And then, well, here's the casting <laughs> thing that just happened. That's what I'm not. January down with. Jones from Mad Men is playing Emma Frost, and so, and I guess Alice Eve was. Rumored to be doing it, and the contract never happened. Now we've got well, the rumor Betty is Draper. That Fox likes Alice Eve better for Sue, St- uh, Sue Storm. Oh, that. so I like Alice Eve better for Sue Storm. Yeah, personally. the the rumor is Fox liked her so much for Sue Storm that they, since they're going to try to ramp up Fantastic Four really quickly soon, mm-hmm. that she might still be working on this. So they're like, we're going to pull her, and we want her on this. None of that's official yet, but it's all kind of speculation, but that's what I've heard. I like that the most. Your so- who are your sources? Let's name them. The internet. All right. But um, I'm looking forward to this X-Men First Class. Uh, I'm if you no, mention uh, Fantastic Four I around my you, wife, this is what she does. <laughs> she just goes into like that Jessica Alba pose, and that's Fantastic Four of the movies for her. Well, this it's is hilarious. Fantastic Four of the movies for me. This Fantastic Four of the movies for me. <laughs> I'm Michael Chiklis. On the thing. So sad, so sad. So I had to go see therapist because I'm in the suit and it freaks me out. 
Guys, uh, girl with the dragon tattoo, a lot of We, we did not finish talking about January Jones. We did not talk about the fact that I hate that casting. Why? I hate Why? January Jones. Okay, so she's okay playing a vapid, stupid... Oh, wait, she is perfect casting for him. <laughs> no, there, there's a lot. I, I think, I, I, watching Mad Men, there's a lot going on with Betty Draper. Well, watch... Her, if you saw her episode of SNL, she was horrible. Okay, well, like, this, this is what actress. she's doing. She's playing... She's not going to be doing stupid little skits. Yeah, she's, she's not doing skits. Serious. She's, she's going to be, like, I mean, the Hellfire Club's part of this. I like, Honestly, be... January Jones has built up this reputation, and I just, I don't think, I, I want her to go away after Mad Men. Unlearn what you've learned. What do you think? I like her. I think she is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's going to make it as awkward as possible. The, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is this novel, I guess, that posthumously became, fun, like, the, the, the author became popular with it. Right, like the guy was dead, and then the yeah, the yeah. and they've already made the movies. Have you like have in you Norway. read? It? Have you read these uh, girl? The first two. He's actually two read movie? them. I haven't read them. And now here in the U.S., uh, they're redoing the movies. It should be Kristen Stewart. And you think it should be Kristen Stewart? It should be Kristen Stewart. Uh, wow. Here it is uh, Rooney Mara, who was the main character in Nightmare on Elm Street, the new one, who reminded me a whole lot oh, of, of, of Leah Dunn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's awesome? I didn't see that. Because I watched an episode of Geekscape, and I got told not to watch it. I take bullets. I take bullets. It was I, I, That's one of those cases where um, people are like, didn't you see it? I'm like, no, Geekscape my buddy told me not to. Me not to. Uh, the only thing <laughs> that got me... good friends. The, only, the <laughs> yeah. only thing that got me through the Nightmare on Elm Street was that uh, I watched it with my brother Paul. And the whole time we were just fucking acting like assholes in the theater. And that was the free comic book day episode. Yeah, yeah we were just acting that, like jerks. So. And then he comes on the show and he acts like jerk. If you yeah. want to read the, see the uh, the review of Nightmare on Elm Street, go back and uh, it's like episode. you want to see the internet. Yeah, if you want to see the internet. Mm-hmm. No, um, go back, watch the old episode. It's the same one with uh, Phoenix uh, Marie. So we have this new, uh, do you know that we have this new show, Gilmore, on the Geekscape website? This Fandom. Ep- it's called Fandom, Fandom Planet. Planet. Do you yeah. know about this? Yeah, it's uh, our buddy Sax Carr and Sax Tim Carr, Powers. Tim Powers, who run uh, some comedy shows here. In, yeah, in... they do comedy shows at Meltdown Comics. They uh, used to do comics on Comics Radio, and uh, they've kind of moved over to Geekscape, and they're doing... Well, well uh... no, that, that's not accurate. They've moved oh, over not... to Fandom Planet. Okay, okay. I, uh, I, we do, Geekscape doesn't own Fandom Planet. I, the thing with Sax was that he was working a lot on Comics on Comics Radio, but at the end of the day, he's not one of the owners of Comics uh-huh. on Comics. And he's like, "What should I do? Da 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 da. I want something." That, and I said, "Listen, you got to own it. You know what I mean? Like you have to be the guy who owns what you do. You, you he, can't invest that much in something that you don't." At it, the end of the day, you own. say that because I listened to the, to the episode. And he sounds cocky. So good job. I mean, no, Sax <laughs> has always been cocky. No, he's he's his that, name is Sax Carr. I mean, you've seen the man. He's a, he, he's a, he's a he's a man of the ages. He, he's he, a, yeah, I mean, he's, he's also the man behind uh, the Allison Scagliotti for Cassie Hack mm-hmm. movement. Now we mm-hmm. all say that right. Yeah, we do. After well, how after, do you pronounce the name? Scagliotti. There's no the G. Yeah, there's no G. Yeah. Well, when, what I like about this episode, this Phantom Planet thing, and it's on the website. <gasps> you can download. I know it. what you're gonna say. Robot Cowboys. Robot Cowboys. Yes. yes! Robot Cowboys. Yeah. Very, very good. Shit. Yes, Robot Cowboys. That was great. great. All right. I love that. Listen, and I like Sax, and I like Tim, and those guys are hilarious. They, I think they're great. They should and just give the, the show to and Robot And the conversation Cowboy. that they have with Allison is awesome. But they have this 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 third co-host, this Robot Cowboy, and I have to meet this gent. I have to meet him. He is he is an inspiration to me mm. as a broadcaster, podcaster, and human being. And he's, he's a robot. You guys should be downloading this it fandom. It great. Uh, they've already shot, uh, recorded two more episodes that we're going to be putting out. This is just episode zero. We're going to do like an official, hey, we're out and about in the world. 
And I know that they have one with uh, Scott Lobdell, who was like a writer on X Men throughout the nineties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and he's he, a good guy. He's on the next uh, comics and comics uh, show, Scott Lobdell. Oh, yeah. he, as a comedian. Yes. He's oh, be, I gotta he's come up see up that as a comedian. Uh, th- if you're in LA this coming Friday, I, I'm I'm at a crossroads, my friends, on what to do with this coming Friday. Uh, we have uh, this Geekscape sponsored event with Comics on Comics at Meltdown, where we're uh, having writers from Lost genre writing workshop. Yeah, it's a genre writing workshop. It's a whole panel of people who've written TV shows, and they're going to be talking about having written all these TV shows. Same night, People vs George Lucas is playing at Kevin Smith's Mod Castle over on Santa Monica. Oh man! So I mean. Geekscape's that popular now. I don't know what else to do. I mean, we're starting starting to do two events in one night. It's not our event. But the thing is, I have to go to the Geekscape event, which is this writer panel. I've seen people reverse Lucas. I might cruise over there afterwards and be like, hey, guys. But we... For the director. We should always... People versus George Lucas gives us a mention in the credits. Geekscape. Oh, the second uh, my my name comes up, it says underneath it. Yeah, I I really enjoy that movie. It's fun. Did he do another cut, or is it the same cut we saw? I don't think that... I mean, they've been playing that thing around festivals. I don't know. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Um... Oh, yeah, we gotta talk about that. And then, speaking of People vs. George Lucas, the Star Wars stuff, a lot of Star Wars news this week. This uh, Blu-ray thing? The Blu-ray thing got announced, and um, a lost scene from Return of the Jedi got cut back in, and they it showed got it. cut back in? It, it's getting yeah. cut back into Return uh, of the Jedi. And Darth Vader, like, calls out to Luke Where is it? the ether of the space. And you can go on YouTube. They premiered it at Star Wars Celebration yeah. last it's weekend. The movie, it's before Luke shows up at Jabba's palace. Oh, and yeah. you see Luke actually building his oh, lightsaber. Wow. So it's yeah. like the right? beginning of it's a new beginning. It's Luke yeah. building his lightsaber. It's the first time you it's, see Luke. It's, it's after Vader has gone to visit Palpatine, right? The yeah. opening of Jedi, and you see Luke building his lightsaber. And he's looking and he, very Palpatine-esque. He's mm. you you don't see his face. Um, you guys can see it. Actually, I'm gonna make sure tomorrow morning or tonight at some point make sure that gets up on the news if it's still on the internet. Right. Um, but he is tweaking his lightsaber, and that actually kind of a cool scene for me because I'm a big expanded universe fan, and um, in one of my favorite scenes in the expanded universe is the Young Jedi Academy when they learn how to build the lightsabers. Yeah, I can't, I can't that, be doing uh, that. Like in Disneyland. I just kind of and um, Star Tours coming back. But we, you guys we, talked we, about we that talked last about week. Last you did. Gilmore, listen to the episodes every now and then. All right, be up to date, please. That's um, all we ask. So that's going on. Other Star Wars news happened, which is we did put on the site uh, the. Um, the fan film uh, finally that? got released. I can't remember the name of it. Um, is that old site? Is that old shit? No, this is this is newer shit. Right, let me check the front page right here. You like how we do this here on Geeks? <laughs> um, no, let me check this front page. It, I don't. I've I've gotten not, no news from this. This one, the Star Wars Uncuts. That's it. Path of the Dark Room. I don't know what that is. That's it. Star Wars Uncut is a giant fan film where oh. they kind of gave out assignments across the internet. Anybody who wanted this. to refilm a portion of Star Wars they called dibs and they came back with some of the most creative. energetic yeah. creative and fun clips and it's now a full movie it's um, well they've made the de- they've made the movie several times over because so many people redid scene- the same scenes yeah. uh, supposedly on the DVD you can do like a mix where you press play and you don't know what version you're going to see yeah. they oh, just kind like of shuffle it's like a shuffle so every, you know, you're seeing the whole movie, but it's yeah. all it, it'll be different every time. And they show clips of it in um, the People versus George Lucas, and that's it's, it's a lot impressive. of fun. Support your uh, creative 
fan. But uh, in this new Star Wars scene, actually, it's supposedly that's not Mark Hamill. He had nothing to do with it. Oh, really? It's just like his hand or something? Yeah, it's just like a, a double or an extra. Like, you you never see his face. Yeah, it's weird. There's Did a, they shoot it at the time? Yeah. I don't know. All I saw was a video of Mark Hamill being interviewed at Comic-Con about it, and he's like, nope. Never heard anything about it. Yeah, I never shot that. I would remember shooting that. It's like that. George Lucas kind of saying, "Hey, we shot episode one before all these. I don't know what they're talking about." <laughs> I'm not <laughs> watching that. It's too hard. Uh, <laughs> not not to go it off on a whole whole Star Wars thing. Um, the other creator of Star Wars, the producer. Um, oh, um, oh, right, right. Uh, I, I Levin? don't remember his Is name, it but I know what you're talking about. Um, What's he. Uh, before Star Wars Celebration, this is the 30th anniversary of Empire, which is right. my favorite Star Wars film. And uh, they had him at Celebration, and it's always kind of been a, a thing. Gary Kurtz is what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's always been a thing of not really uh, mentioning him. Like, Lucasfilm is kind of like not wanting to bring him up. But Gary Kurtz, he split after Empire, and you can kind of see the way, what he contributed yeah, and he finally came out, um, and he said eh, they started doing it for toys, yeah. and that's why I Gary left. Gary Kurtz did not sound happy. He he wanted it to go in a different way with Jedi, uh, and that the, I think the LA Times did a story on him. Yeah, yeah and that, that's great. Right. Like uh, Han Solo was supposed to die, die. Yeah, yeah, actually, from a second Death and, Star or some shit. Yeah, and, he, actually, he didn't want a second Death Star. He's like, that's too much like the first movie. Like, let's not do a second Death Star. Gary Kurtz sounded like the common sense. Yeah, he sounded like one of us. I love. I mean, for a long time, I guess he's been a, <laughs> like, a huge fan favorite. Yeah. So, um, I personally would like to see Gary Kurtz do a, a new sci-fi uh, film. And <laughs> well, he, we'll, we'll he's see what working happens. in England in different projects. Uh, and it could okay. be sci-fi. Here we go. Uh, TMNT is also getting the reboot from Platinum Dunes. They've hired writers for that. Unnecessary because I thought the reboot they got several years ago with the not a reboot. The well, the no, it was a continuation. That Imagi Studios put out is not a reboot. It was great. No, it, it had Shadow oh, yes, Super it was. Shredder and the Time Device. From yes, it was. Number three. I mean, it had middle of the road. I mean, I, 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 would, I would be excited for another, uh, why not, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I got that cool. from uh, Eric A.D.'s Weekend Geek. That yeah, I which is great. Outside. Every good, Friday morning. Every Friday morning, you got the Weekend Geek. It's like a wrap-up. And uh, Tim Burton reteaming with uh, the uh, writers of Ed Wood um, to do an original project instead of a remake of something. Uh, or an adaptation of something. Yeah. You know what? Like, No. No, I, I jumped off that fucking ride a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but some uh, of the Geekscapers might not. Uh, well, some of the Geekscapers also want to hit me with a bus. After last week's <laughs> episode where I said the only thing that'll possibly, that the Geekscapers will survive me mm-hmm. getting hit by a bus, these assholes want to throw the litmus test out and actually hit me with a bus. They've picked some really creative See, I'm buses. I'm sitting here looking at the website. They've got a Totoro bus, the Totoro cat bus. They've got a Sphinx bus. Our buddy Reptar was like, fuck that jet bus from Japan. Of course, Big Yanks puts the rainbow big gay bus. Uh, that was Mule- a great bus. Yeah, it was a good bus. Mule D has this pimped up short bus. Makes that sense. That was pretty awesome. Though. Mm-hmm. We got Satori with his cardboard dude in a bus outfit, which is probably what hit him on the bike. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I'm surprised nobody got- put Priscilla Queen of the Desert. No, 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 up. no, no. Somebody did. look. Check this out. Page two. Mother oh, there's Frere. a page two. Page two. Click around. You will yeah, find. Yeah, yeah. There is a Queen of the Desert one. As soon as this loads, there's a Queen of the Desert one in here. And then oh, my, the magic my favorite, school the bus. Magic School Bus. I will learn to read as I die. 
Uh, I like that one a whole lot. You guys are creative. I don't see Priscilla. It's mm -hmm. loading, friend. Look, look, it's loading. You got to chill out a little bit, all right? All right? Oh, wait. The, <laughs> the bus. The bus. Who plays the, the Steelers. <laughs> and then there's, there's, there's Priscilla, Priscilla. the desert. You like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, right. so that is that is fun. Gilmore, I'm sorry. We're not here for your entertainment. Are we Are uh, we boring you, Gilmore? Got, but Gilmore, are we boring you? Is there someplace you need I to be? 40, so yeah, you need it. Okay. No, I'm right. stealing what I've been doing for 152 episodes. Yeah, do you remember that last episode you guys really enjoyed last week with Flitz? Gilmore wasn't here. Uh, so, let's get yeah, into comic books. What do you got? Um, cool image got uploaded to the site that, I don't know. Heidi Hilliker put it on Yeah, uh, little White Lantern Batman action? Yeah. I'm, I'm down with it. David Finch did this really cool painting of a, but, a White Lantern yeah, but what, Batman. But Batman's coming back to I'm life. So and understands that he's a, I mean, it makes sense that he's a White Lantern. But he never really died. Although he... Superman did have his body. I'm confused. We'll find out. It's, he died we'll twice. Out. He died in the Grant Morrison run. He died in Infinite Crisis. Like, or I'm going to use crisis. $60. I'm Which one buy was a bunch it? of comics. And with 30% off, that's like $100 worth of comics. I'm going to go buy them. I'll tell you guys all about comics next week. Yeah. Right? It, between teaching, between this and that, putting money together, I, I'm going to go to the web. I'm going to go buy my comic books. So sorry we aren't talking too much comic books. But that White Lantern Batman looked pretty... Badass. Have you been reading any comics? No. Uh, I've been catching up on Hackslash because of the whole Allison Scaliotti thing. I'm like, if I'm gonna say I want this person to play this person, I want to know How more about this person. Uh, if you haven't read Hackslash, you're missing out on probably the coolest horror comic. We had the, uh, I've read in a long time. We had Tim Seeley signing at our booth at Comic Con, mm -hmm. and he was a super nice guy. Yeah. And. The book is what? It's like an 80s horror Jason type guy. Yeah, and uh, that's Vlad. And yeah. then you've got uh, Cassie Hack, whose parents were killed mm -hmm. by serial killers. And she has decided to take back the night, so to speak. And she just tracks down killers and murders them. With this Jason Voorhees type with this, uh With with Vlad. All right, be, be honest. Allison Scagliotti, right for the role? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, 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 what I've learned about Alison like Scaliotti, I like her a lot. Fandom Planet. Where, I mean, uh, I have not hate. seen her do anything that's as hard. I don't know if she's got in it to play such a hard badass. Right. It's not that difficult, I, though. Because right? she. Did you see it, that? It's make believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but did you see that uh, Masters of Horror? Uh, I think the one that. Masters of Horror? Masters of Horror, that series? Yeah. 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 You mean Masters of Horror? And yeah, uh, cool. so, uh, anyway, so uh, the, that one played this really sweet character actress that you see in all these random things. Carrie Russell. Uh, and was no, that was not her. Fuck with you. That was not her at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this is a chick that you know from like Dr Pepper commercials, but she did a really great job. As like a killer? Being, yeah, as like as she became this weird. It became a revenge story after a while. It was brutal. Okay. It was fantastic. So I think someone like I think she actually could pull it off. He, here's the I not I like Stewart? Alison Scaliotti, but as I'm reading it, the person that I'm thinking of okay. is um, I never remember her name, but she was. The final season of the OC, she became the girlfriend after what's her name died, and then um, she's on Entourage right now. She plays the Sasha age. Gray. Mm, what you say? No, um, <laughs> <laughs> she plays the uh, the agent girl, and she oh, was also in Carla uh, Cugino. 
I love Carl. I would love it. if if I just want to see if Carl Cassie Hack was yeah. older. I saw a good movie with uh, Carl Cagino uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh no, uh, uh, Ari's rival agent. Uh, yeah, not the, the older the one. Girl that that left. Said, the girl yeah, that left. The girl that left. Just left his agency. Yeah, yeah I n- I never remember names. Sorry, yeah, she, so, but so, she would be yeah. great. Actually, yeah. you know what, Walton? That is spot on. Sorry, bros, but I don't watch that show. Well, she also was in the the first Lost Boys straight to DVD sequel. Oh, I saw that. She was his sister. Yeah. Oh, I'm down. Yeah. Not that we're trying to undercut Sax. We love we no, love we what you're doing, Sax. Uh, um, if you guys get Allison Scaliotti cast and that wonderful content awesome. that lives on our website. Well, I, I think what they're gonna do uh, here here's Sax, if you don't mind. I'm gonna probably give you a bit of a of a, of help here. Um, I think I think the movement right now should just try and get the fucking movie greenlit. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like you're trying like, to get a movie cast that hasn't been greenlit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I but mean, I mean, the car before the horse. Rogue, yeah, Rogue, he's, he's kind of campaigning for the king of America. Yeah, it's like that. Does, that position doesn't exist. Well, Ro- <laughs> like that job like, isn't doesn't need to be filled yet. Rogue Pictures does have the rights to just Rogue Pictures and is I, I having problems. I mean, they're not. That, it's like Rogue Pictures is is ever since you, Universal you, dropped it, they're having problems. You don't so. think that um, Drive Angry is going to solve all their problems? I, I think Drive Angry is the Ghost Rider movie we all wanted to see. <laughs> uh, Good fucking call on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so guys, um, I will not be hit by a bus. Did you did you play Rock Band? You play those Rock Band? Uh, I'm a Guitar Hero guy, but I kind of have a life, so I do other things besides This Rock Band 3, play. though, is the worst, first time I've gotten... Is it Rock Band 3D? No, well, it's the first time I've gotten excited about the game. You guys saw us excited about it from E3, where you play the actual guitar, play the actual key, keyboard, and it teaches you how to do it. It's what we wanted these Rock Band games to... That's what you want out of rock band is I a, a learn music tutor. Yes, yes. Just no, go to Guitar know. Center, pay no, a guy. No, 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 that's no, no, different. no, it's different. That's different. As, as gamers, we're wired in a different way. You know what I mean? We, yeah, you need our to teach pro- us our progression. With experience. Our, I know how to play video games. I don't know how to sit there and listen to some guy who can't actually be in a band or make a living <laughs> as a musician. I can't. I, I can only do the game. Gilmore's right there. I, but it, it, it took me, you know, it, it took me a video game at the YMCA to get me to work out. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like Is your Wii Fit what got you to finally well, care that, about that, your body? But, but at, like, at, oh, at, God. I've said this on the show. At the YMCA, there was this thing that logged your hours and acted like the trainer on the Wii Fit. <laughs> and that was what got me back into working out. This Rock Band 3 is just for me. I mean, this is how I'm going to learn to play the guitar one day and rule the world through my music. But it has. Okay. It has. I mean, they 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 supposedly. Here's the thing. Rock band. Here, this is the set list for Rock Band. Amy Winehouse, Rehab, B52s, Rock Lobster, Blondie, Heart of Glass. Yeah, really rocking their (laughs) Rock Band. Good job. That actually sounds. Yeah. People. Yeah. But no. But you know, no. In in its defense, it's golden earring with radar love. You want a fucking rock band? Like, that's, that's a more rock like and game. Easy you know? listening band. Joan okay. Jett, I love rock and roll. No, listen. Don't you fucking diss my AM radio. All right? <laughs> Don't you diss that. All right? Because that's one of my Huey favorite Lewis genres. Huey Lewis in the news. The power of. I love that song. But come on. Rockin'? I'm rocking. Uh, Sorry you don't want to sing some of your favorite songs. Can we like cut karaoke? his mic? Hey, who lives in the news is re- like revered shit in this. No, I love them, but I just here. like like uh, I'll play. I, I will buy Huey you're Lewis. Missing Rock- some forty one. Wait, what, what? Like, what's the playability of Space Oddity? Get the fuck out! Come of here. on, what's I, the well, difficulty well, level of Space listen, Oddity listen. on Rock? Walton, band? I don't think you understand the game. Please, all right, all right. Are you are you happy now? It's got a Phoenix song. 
or Marilyn Manson, the beautiful people. You can play that. I mean, it's got Joan Jett. I love. Rock. I mean, go oh, come on. These, <laughs> okay, this is what, a, what you know what this is? It's got a T Rex song on here. This is a balanced set list. All right. Sorry, they don't all conform to your standard yeah, of rock music. Yeah, sorry, these family games. Yeah, are it's all like, like pop punk from the late nineties. Yeah, it's I got a Muffs song on here. The Muffs <laughs> is one of my favorite female bands, like female fronted bands. I like the Muffs. They're on here. This will this will be fun. Well, you got to relax. It, no, here's the thing. You, you need to take a time out. It's like they combined all the songs they wanted. It's like we turned you off. Sorry. It's like all the songs they wanted for Rock Band combined with the Glee soundtrack. You you are the Glee soundtrack, Steve. Yeah, you love Glee. I love Glee as Glee. Like, yeah, but come on now. Come I'll on play now. Glee Rock Band. I you mean, need to relax. I can relax. What what game is going to have? Up listen, here. this you. game has Steve Miller Band and Paramore on the same soundtrack. You can play Paramore. I'll play Steve Miller Band. All right. You know what's funny? I don't Night Ranger. No, you is know that what they got to do? Christian? Yeah, it's Sister Christian. What they got to do is just Never mind. No, no, it's got it's got to be It's got Sister Christian. It's got to be all I, I went out and I bought this uh Night Ranger hits. That's the kind of shit I buy like a you know. This was like a huge box set. Yeah. Like, why are you Secret of My Success. Secret of My Success is a great song. You can still Secret rock of my You can still rock in America. Great fucking song. Like they should just do Night Ranger Rock Band. All right? Don't waste your time on Green Day even though I like the Green Day. Just do fucking Night Ranger. Just do fucking just do bread, just do shit like that. And you'll you'll have me. All right, Chicago. They got one Chicago song. You're on You're making my argument for me. You shut your mouth. <laughs> You're showing your age of 29. All right. You're only listening to shit that's like, come on, man. What, what what's wrong? I'm agreeing you? with you. Okay. Oh, I'm saying oh, oh, I want oh, I Night Ranger. I want, oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's the game yeah. I want. <laughs> okay. You were scaring like, you were scaring me here. Being no. Like, like I like the game you're describing. That's the rock band I want. Well, listen. I want the characters. To, I want it to be a dirty bar. I want it to be rock band dive if bar. You're a, if you're a dirty stoner, there's a fish song on here. <laughs> Maybe you can like plug your dat recorder in and record a different jam version of it, uh, and then sell Is it. To your, then they go out there? to Red Rocks and sell it to your friends. Uh, I can imagine somebody trying to play the Cure song, getting halfway through. Losing and then going and just killing himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got it. I got, oh. Yeah, listen, you don't make fun of the cure. I'm not making fun when, of the cure. When, I'm when, making when fun Steve of people listening to the cure. Is listening. <laughs> uh, I, I think we can be happy with this Rock Band right. 3. Uh, if you're into DL, music games, I'm not. I'm not into oh, music. Yeah, games, you're gonna though. download That's all the, the DLC. Yeah, DLC. They come shit. up with whole albums of the shit. You oh, have. great! So they can have more of my money, even though I paid a huge sum for the game. Yeah. Um, I, it's a new paradigm. Capitalism. Yeah. Capitalism. Yeah. Get with it or get I'm, I'm not a big fan of DLC. You're not uh, a big I'm, fan of America, then. Wow, it's like you're channeling a guy I know. You're not. I mean, you're not a fan of America if you don't believe in DLC. That's capitalism at its best. It's like sell and then keep on. Selling, I am hoping baby. for some Xbox Live gift cards for my birthday. Guys, so. guys, listen, Geekscapist. I know you can't show up to to Walton's birthday, but Walton, Walton, damn it, has given you a year of his life. All right. His 28th year was spent in your service. Now, going into his 29th, okay? He turned 29 today. Show your gratitude and give this kid... Like, send him a used send him, send him some ex, some Spend him some XBLA, all right? And I did not use the fleshlight I gave you for your birthday. That oh. was primed. Oh, dude. That was, that, was, that was clean. Thank you, man. All right? But listen, you get him an Xbox Live gift card. Each, no, each no, and no. every one of you. No, get him a PS3. Get him the PS... Please, get him something. No, you right? know what? He needs a car. 
Does he I need a, a car? Look, he needs a car. No, listen. No, I have you a needed car. a car. Shut oh, up yeah, about the car. God, yeah. Listen. I have a car. I have a, an Xbox Live Corolla. Xbox Live oh, gift right. cards. Give them to Walton. Yeah, it's a parking Walton. spot thing that I don't drive it. I finally have a good parking sp- space in front of my apartment, and I don't want to give it up, so that's why I take nah, the bus. Got it. Yeah, it's Xbox Live. <laughs> give him the cards. All right? Get him the cards. And he'll play with you. Like, he'll get online and he'll play with you, right? I, yeah, uh, depends on the game though. I'm not. You hate social games. I hate games where a 12 year old is gonna beat me and then make me feel like a. So shit you hate boy. social games. You hate Halo. I, I hate multiplayer. As, as a perfect example, let's Halo. talk about this. Call of Duty. Call of Duty, but listen, let's talk Halo. At Comic Con, Jake 108 talked to the guys from Rooster Teeth who do Red versus Blue. Mm-hmm. That's like the I biggest machinima series. These guys, it's so funny. It's it's such a good series. Wait, what? Like, that's it, where I got. That's yeah. I started saying that because of that. Show. Red versus blue is awesome. Uh, and Jake, who is our Halo expert, you guys know him. He writes that teabag prevention stuff. I read that teabag prevention whenever Gilmore's like lazy and doesn't edit it. I read it. It's like Chinese to me. I it's don't, over I don't know my what the head. Hell. Too, it's over my I head. Don't play it every week. Either you play Halo or you don't. Gilmore pretends to play Halo, but then people just run around sticking grenades on his back. Uh, what you got to do is is Jake went away. He talked to the, the the geniuses behind this really hilarious Machinima series. You guys recorded this at Comic Con. We're gonna show that, and then we're gonna come right back. All right. Here's Jake 108 with the guys from Rooster Teeth talking Red versus Blue. Okay, here's Jake here. I'm here with uh, Gus and Jeff. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, Jake? Uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I went to the Reach panel yesterday, and uh, we saw Beyond the Canyon and the uh, Forge 2.0. I want to know uh, how are you gonna or- incorporate all the tools that are in Forge to into Red versus Blue? Gus, go ahead and answer that one. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's awesome, like, the stuff that uh, they're doing now and the way they've simplified making uh, maps and even making game types. It's really going to open up, uh, you know, a lot of new avenues. I think until we spend a lot of time with it, it'll be hard to say exactly how uh, we will use it. Yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. We, uh, we got to go up to Bungie a, maybe a month ago to make the 7-7 uh, the video for him, the Bungie Day video, where we revealed Blood Gulch. And kind of between shots, I tried to fill up Blood Gulch with... Uh, I tried to spend the budget in Forge, and I couldn't do it. Like, I just kept piling stuff on. Eventually, I was like, all right, I got to quit. This is too much. <laughs> but, uh, so I don't know. It's, so, it's kind of overwhelming how much stuff is in there and, like, the possibilities. Like, I just, for the hell of it, I created, like, a Mirror's Edge platform game inside Blood Gulch, and I spent, like, an hour playing that because it was so much fun. So I don't know. It's going to be insane. So with all the new tools, you expect to add it into the storyline, armor abilities, the uh, jetpack, unlimited armor abilities? Um, we'll see. I think, you know, in the, uh, the Deja Vu, in the Bungie Day video, we already uh, like hinted at that a little bit. I think S- Simmons had the hologram, the hollow yeah. Simmons. And, and he had an armor variation as yeah. well. Yeah, but I'm sure once, once the game's out, once we have more time with it, we'll, uh, we'll really refine you know, what we can do with it. Yeah. I know you guys do Red versus Blue, but what, do you ever think about going back to any other things like Panics and uh, you know, 1-800 Magic? Um, yeah, we, you know, we have uh, a ton of stuff that we've done in the past. Uh, right now, you know, we're such a small team that we have to focus on you know, the things that we work on. And right now, you know, our big focus is Red versus Blue and you know, our live action shorts and our podcast. But uh, you know, we'd love to revisit you know, old properties maybe or even look at new stuff. You never know. Uh, as far as the animated series of Red versus Blue, how's that going? This one's a Jeff question. <laughs> the animated series we did, uh, it was like a four-minute test piece that we made. And uh, it, it was an interesting learning experience. It took us about six months to make it. And it was pretty cool, and I think we all liked it. Yeah. But what we like more is, uh, I don't know if you've seen, but for this season of Red vs. Blue, we hired this guy, Monty Um, who people know from Dead Fantasy and Hayloid, and he, he does a lot of great CGI work. And we, we've kind of created a, like a meld of 
machinima and CGI. And I think that we like, we've incorporated a lot of the ideas from the animated piece into Red versus Blue through that. And I think that we like that process a little bit more because it's more hands-on. If we were going to do more animated, and someday we might, but it would literally require us to like write a script and ship it off to Korea, and a bunch of Korean animators would make it, and we would just kind of be sitting around going, I hope mm -hmm. it comes out okay. And uh, we're, we're far more hands-on than that, and we like being able to make everything in our office right now. So I think that the focus for Red vs. Blue, in the, at least in the near future, will continue to be more CGI mixed with machinima and that kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. And I hear you coming out with the Seasons 1 and 2 remastered. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, we're actually coming out with seasons one through five remastered. We did. Uh, we went back and ref actually we refilmed seasons one through four because season five was already shot in HD. We shot one through four in HD and uh, remastered it so that it actually fills a 16 by nine aspect ratio and uh, is no longer like pillar boxed and letter boxed. So instead of just having a tiny bit of funny, you have like a huge TV of funny now. A <laughs> huge TV of funny. That's yeah. good. It took like three years. It did. It took four years to make it the first time and three to make it the second time. Not as much fun the second time either. But uh, you can actually you can buy that box set at Best Buy right now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, What about your plans for season six? Um. Well, we don't really title our seasons anymore. Uh, after season five, we discovered that it was kind of hard to bring in new, uh, I guess, like new watchers because they would, they would look at an episode of Reverse Blood and they'd go, oh, what's this? Reverse is Blue thing. This looks cool. Episode 94. I'm not going to watch 93 episodes to catch right. up. So we, we, uh, we make like, in, like individual movies a year now. And so the latest one is going to be called Revelation. And that will be coming out September 14th. Uh, I think episode 13 is on the website right now. Mm -hmm. It will come out uh, September 14th, the same day as Halo Reach. Yeah. Um, did you guys see the Reach bundle kit with the new Xbox? Are you guys going to pick that up? I saw it. Did you, have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, definitely. He, he already has a new Xbox, so he probably won't. But I'll definitely pick one up. I'm definitely buying it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> looks awesome. So that was Jake 108. I got to tell you guys, if you like the stuff that Machinima makes, you may want to be checking out Machinima this coming Sunday. If you like the stuff Rooster Teeth makes. If you like Machinima. It, it, no, if you like the stuff Rooster Teeth made, I can't help you. They're, well, they're the awesome. thing is that uh, go, go out and get uh, any, actually, all, I think the first five seasons uh, Red vs. Blue are now coming out on DVD. Mm. They've uh, always been so, out on DVD. So I mean, they've been uh, putting that stuff out on DVD. They actually have a deal with Microsoft. Right, but they're put, they're put, they're putting. This is what they're hacking. This mm -hmm. is what they're hawking right now. Um, but the best part of this interview was uh, that Jake had two like seven foot tall Spartans on either side of him. And in case you no didn't one see ever them, meant, no, no one even mentioned it. Right, <laughs> right. No, nobody mentioned the fact that he got a boner mid-interview. <laughs> Is that what you're referring to? No, nobody mentioned the fact that Gilmore's behind the camera, like, yeah. Gilmore's behind the camera being like, no, I, I can play, I can play. Uh, uh, so, guys, I know I can't play. Uh, I, I mentioned Machinima, though, because we have a new series that we're doing for Machinima here at Geekscape. Is this uh, NPCs? It's NPCs. This is a, a series that, I, uh, that we have started. Um, you guys will see the first episode this Sunday. With our, my buddy Tim Jennings and I yeah, in it. And those Geekscapists that were Some involved. of you Geekscapists were in this. But yeah. you're not going to see it here on Geekscape. You're going to see it on Machinima's channel embedded on Geekscape. Yes. Right? And uh, you might see more episodes if you like this one. Go to YouTube. Hit it up. Tell your friends about NPCs. And it's basically Geekscape narrative. You're going to see Gilmore in there. You might see Walton in there. You're probably going to see Walton. You're already you're seeing, seeing Walton. You're going to see Walton in this episode. You're going to see Rate it. Rate it. Rate it. Like it. Do all that stuff you do on YouTube. Subscribe to it. And the whole thing is, I'm Jonathan playing Jonathan, who runs Geekscape. And I have all these problems that end up occurring, but they're small problems. They're geek problems. And my buddy uh, Tim Jennings is part of it. And then uh, we're going to shoot a new episode with Steve Berg, who you guys have had here on Geekscape. 
And so it's a little bit of the three of us, but every now and then you're going to see Bibiani, you're going to see Ben Dunn, you're going to see Brian Gilmore. You're going to see the Geekscape universe in this narrative series having weird problems dealing with video games and comics and movies. I love Steve Berg. Steve Berg is a, is a peach. And, uh, you know who I like? Yeah. Peter Berg. I like Peter Berg, too. Sure. But Steve Berg is someone we know, and he's, and he's excited about being a part of this. So NPCs, that's announced right here. Look for it, and uh, in this episode we have Geekscape's first... Geekscape's For anyone who's not watching this and doesn't know the reference... If NPCs. you don't know what an NPC is, it's when you play a video game and you can't play as that character, and like a role-playing game is the people who give so, you your jobs. NPCs. So we're non-playable characters. We are non-playable characters. We are the non-playable characters. You know what? You wouldn't want to play as us. We are the inconsequential... <laughs> I mean, that, that's what the, what the name came from. It's like the like most, if you we're the most inconsequential parts of the video game. If you saw our faces in the choosing screen of a fighting game, no you wouldn't choose. No way are you playing with I us. I don't know. I could pass as Blanca. Right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you could... Yeah, I mean, you could pass maybe as Blanca, but, yeah. but, no. but I'm like the most generic guy. You know, it's like... You're not going to play as You're us. like an early Ryu. Yeah, I'm like an early wimpy Actually, Ryu. Actually, I'd say more like Dulzine. More like dolls. Oh, well, yeah. kind of <laughs> yoga flame. Uh, but the deal is, uh, if Bibiani you guys like this episode, support it. If you guys like this, Bibiani is Zangief, yeah. Or Hagar. It's because of his hairy chest. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you're Chun Li, so good job. Oh, Gilmore is Chun Li. <laughs> That's awesome. You are Chun Li. Uh, if you like it, support it. Share NPCs with your friends. Uh, we're gonna make more episodes, so mm-hmm. have fun. Everybody in Machinima is excited about it because it's actually live action. Like it, you know. And we also got to know the Machinima guys at Comic Con, uh, which was kind of a blast because they, well, the the you've had Kale on the show. Yeah, and the interviews that we, um, uh, uh, the Children's Hospital interviews, they were right next to us Mm -hmm. and we were goofing off and having a good time. And then uh, Ben Dunn uh, actually interviewed. Um, because we didn't get some Adult Swim interviews. Oh yeah, we got fucked out of some. Uh, we interviewed people that interviewed them, so we interviewed the Machinima guys. I'll yeah. let them share that when Ben Dunn's on the show next. Um, but that's a fun interview. We will have Ben Dunn on the show, but I've seen the interviews, and there's really no point in airing. <laughs> I thought it was funny and clever. I was Ben laughing. Dunn is funny and clever. All right, but I've seen those <laughs> interview footage, and you guys are wasting space with it. Well, we'll at least put it on YouTube. At some point, we'll put it on YouTube. Maybe no, not at some put point it on the show. You're we'll making work YouTube. for me. You're like at some point, no, Jonathan, you edit I'm it and put work it on YouTube. For Matt rrr, Kelly. Rrr, rrr. Send him the raw video rrr, and say, rrr, put rrr, this rrr, on YouTube. No. Guys, an interview we will run is a presentation is introducing our guest for next week, right? What's his name? Garrett? This kid Garrett, what's his last name? Garrett Folly. Garrett Folly? Alright. He's a funny guy with the last name Folly. You better be funny, because you know, it's a funny Garrett Folly. Alright. Garrett Folly is a big fan of uh, Kids in the Hall, and his thing was he wanted to interview original Kids in the Hall member, like Scott Thompson. Yeah. Or Scott... Uh, yeah, I remember that. And so, and so we were like, okay. Gilmore hooked him up. He yeah, interviewed Scott Thompson. I came Scott by the Thompson. booth. Never he, came by the bo- like... he came by the booth. Had no <laughs> idea who we were. Claimed to be a ge- big Geekscape fan. Hey, <laughs> I, again, if I get hit by a bus, Geekscape will live on. Because there are people who are big Geekscape <laughs> he, fans. He I've never me. even heard of me. <laughs> he says, he, he goes, I'm going to be helping Brian Gilmore with the interview. We get the interview footage back. He's interviewing. He's interviewing. <laughs> He's doing the interview. Some guy you've never fucking seen before, but we'll see next week, is doing the interview. I was like, who the fuck is this strange guy? It even perturbed me that our own Geekscape is right here. Our birthday boy himself didn't do the interview. God, it, it was okay. I mean, yeah, everyone was tired and bitchy by the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, so it was on was Sunday. And bushy-tailed. And okay. it, it was on Sunday, and I, I had interviewed a lot of people. Yeah, everyone was so in a guys, as I leave you for the week, to whatever the hell sick stuff you guys do until you see Geekscape <laughs> next week, as I leave you, I want to say thank you to Brian Walton. 
Yay, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Send me your Xbox Live cards, please. Yeah. I'm being you, serious. You probably won't see me on the show again until we get closer to ZombieCon. Yep, um, ZombieCon will do that. Actually, you'll see me from, from ZombieCon. Join our Geekscape Twitter at twitter.com slash geekscape.net spelled out. And also join us at facebook.com slash geekscape.net spelled out. Uh, if you want to win Torchlight before Torchlight 2 comes out, I'll mail you this PC copy and a bunch of extra little goodies. Those of you guys who have been getting your Geekscape t-shirts have been posting some pictures of your packages. I throw a bunch of little goodies in there. You guys should enjoy it. Yeah, Wookie, we got Wookie through his heart surgery. Wookie had heart surgery and we got him through. He he came home and he's like, oh, my reason for live, the Geekscape package with the t-shirt is coming. My reason for live. If you Wookie won, couldn't get that um, t-shirt fast enough because now he has this horrid metallo scar on his chest and he can cover it with his Geekscape shirt. And now right? he looks like Brian Austin Green. Yeah, so guys, you want <laughs> metallo. this. Metallo. You want this Geekscape.net t-shirt. The only place to get it is the Geekscape website. So go to Geekscape.net, order t-shirts, 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 tell your friends about it. You can find us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. And if you win one of the shirts we're giving away or something we give away, get a picture of, of you in it, sporting it. Have Send fun. it to us. Be playing Torchlight. And uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we'll we see you around, and um, I'll let you finish it because it's awkward. We'll too. see you guys next week. And yeah. here is our friend Garrett Folly, who you'll see next week, interviewing Scott Thompson from the Kids in the Hall. All right? Hi there, I'm Garrett Frawley with Geekscape. I'm sitting here talking with the legendary Scott Thompson, creator and writer of the forthcoming Danny Husk, The Hollow Planet comic. Scott, yeah. once I heard about this comic, which was rather recently, I, it felt like such an obvious, such an obvious uh, marriage to bring that character to the comic book world. Yes, I agree. Why did it take so long? <laughs> Why did it take... You know, I had a few detours along the way. Uh, uh, my career crashed. And I had to put myself back together again. That's probably what took so long. You know, I'll tell you the truth. Um, I started working on this story ten years ago, and um, when I was sort of at the when my career was going very very well, and I thought that it would continue to unravel that way. So I was naive, and I. Uh, but I was, uh, I was, tra- I, I thought I was trapped in the stereotype because everyone, because I was openly gay, everyone thought, oh, all he wants to do is play gay characters, and so all I ever got was gay characters. Actually, still, which is incredibly boring because gay characters are generally, they all have to be positive. They have to have a, be a positive role models, which, as we all know, is death for comedy. And and I, so I decided ten years ago I went, well, you know, when I thought, well, maybe if I, how am I going to get out of this trap? Who do I play that is the least gay character? That, and I went, well, obviously, Danny. And I thought, well, wow, then I'll write something for him. And then I, because he's an everyman. He's a thing that everybody can relate to because he's, he's not the smartest guy. He's not the most gifted, not the best looking, nothing. But he's the most determined. And he rolls with the punches. And that's, his, that's, the, that's the secret to him. And then I thought to myself, what genre, what do I love more than comedy? I mean, and that is uh, fantasy. So I went, what is missing in fantasy that I love? Well, comedy. I mean, really, there's, not, there are, there's nothing really f- funny. out. Like you see the Discworld books are funny, but I don't really think they're that funny. But, you know, so I thought, what else is missing from fantasy? Sex. 
real sex that I'm interested in. I don't just mean gay sex. I just mean real sex. I mean not not all giant nomadic boobs and a three inch waist and a you know a warrior babe. Although I do have those girls in in here in the here. So I thought I'm gonna t- put them all together. I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take Danny, put him into a fantasy context, make it funny, not campy, but funny, and make it sexy. And so I started to work on The Hollow Planet. And I wrote it originally as a screenplay, thinking that, yeah, Hollywood's going to make a $200 million picture starring an obscure cult comedian from Canada. Yeah, that's going to happen. And I, I did not, re- and I peddled the, the, the screenplay for years to every studio that would have me. And everybody loved it. And they were like, wow, this is so original. We've never read anything like this before translation we will never make your stupid picture get out of our office right now and send in Will Ferrell so um, so after years of, of heartbreak and then as my career started to kind of slowly tumble and the stereotyping got tighter and tighter and more of a corset around me two years ago I woke up and said well Maybe this would, because I had this story that I, I had to tell. I thought maybe a graphic novel is the way to go. So I started pitching it. And then um, these guys at Frozen Beach, uh, Stefan Nielsen, they loved it. And so I said, well, let's turn this into a graphic novel. So we started about 14 months ago um, turning this screenplay into a graphic novel. And it's just been an incredible joy for me and and now that it's about ready to be born i i can't i can't believe it that's that's great was there a concern a about answer. no it's a great answer when you do all the talking that makes my job easier was there concern about separating scott thompson from a scott thompson character because so much of what we think of as your characters is is performance as well as the as the writing so was there concern about translating that to the printed page particularly with translating the mustache and making that accurate as as accurate as you could yes you you're absolutely right because one of the things that i've discovered in in the world of graphic novels and comic books etc is there's also uh, there's not a lot of funny and it's not the kind of funny that i like it's not character driven comedy so i found that was that was a that was a that was one of the main um, uh, dilemmas as we translated this because it's like how do you show the expressions of Danny how do you show like Danny's a very it's pretty deadpan and how do you do that and how do you show how can you do physical comedy and I mean you can't really but I found uh, they found uh, an amazing artist for me Kyle Morton who, 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 who has a very I found a very realistic almost old-fashioned style and I like that a lot. I don't like the anime look, and you know, I don't like that. I mean, they're real people. And and, and what was interesting as we translated it, as Stefan uh, adapted, because he 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 adapted the the book for me, and I, I mean, I, and I was I sat on high and gave notes and and, and directed everything. But I, I would I found it fascinating that the screenplay, of course, changed. Like when a screenplay is turned into a movie. It changes once you add in the props and the sets and the actors and the location and all the rest of it. And so um, it was beautiful. It just kept changing because I would go, wow, this is a really funny looking panel, but the words don't quite match. And 
that expression on Og or Killa or Joan or any of the other characters, there's probably a funnier line that would match that look and the positioning of the characters, etc. And so that was quite interesting. I didn't quite. I thought, oh, it'll just be a, a direct storyboard of of the um, screenplay, and it is not. It is its own thing. And I was very conscious of the fact that this is not like a, a, a graphic novel from a television series or a movie, which is second. Like this is the primary. This is it. This is the ground zero of the story. It's not, you know, if it becomes a movie, which would be part of my master plan. <laughs> master plan. <laughs> Get a twirl my mustache for that. Um, it, it, the graphic novel is ground zero for it, and um, so yes, it was. It was. It was a bit of a, a problem, but I, I, I was. I would read. I mean, I'm. the story. So what we would do was I would send pictures to Kyle online. It was all done online, which is amazing. Like pictures of like people that I thought they would look like. Would you send pictures of yourself as well? Yes, of course. Well, that's, that's the Danny thing particularly because Danny is the main character and he is me. I wanted him to look like me. And um, because I am Danny and when it's turned into a movie, I don't want Will Ferrell playing it. So, no offense to Will Ferrell, I have taken two digs at him, and they're not digs, I'm just... He needs to spread the love around a little bit. I'm a giant killer, that's <laughs> all. He does need to spread the love around. And um, uh, so, I sent them dozens of photograph, uh, pictures of, of, of me, and Danny, because uh, I have many, many Polaroids from the Kids in the Hall series and, and clips, so in all kinds of expressions, Danny doing everything. So in that way, it is a it is truly. I mean, it's an incredible experience to read through a graphic novel, see yourself on the and yeah, to see yourself. It's like my, that's that's me. I don't remember taking that picture. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was so that was incredible. And then finally, when those characters were done, we started to tell the story. Uh, this seems like a huge epic tale for Danny, the kind of thing that eclipses even Husk Musk in terms of its scope. Um, and I'm just wondering, to me, and if, correct me if, if you don't agree with this interpretation, Danny is funny because he's a reactive character and because he's so unflappable, but was there concern about making Danny the center of the driver of a story like this? Um, interesting that you say that. Um, because he's reactive, I see what you're saying. Um, no, because I think in comedy, that's, that maybe if it was a dramatic tale, more so. But in comedy, I don't think so. One of the inspirations is like being there. You know that movie, Being There? Yeah. He's like, he's a kind of a character that people project onto him what they think. So in that way, I thought he was perfect for a comedy. Whereas a Buddy Cole, for example, my character Buddy Cole, he's more of a, a proactive character. And there are, there are plans to do one for him as well. But they're different kinds of things. Buddy is the... Is the um, Danny, you would think, yeah. But Danny is... It's interesting because... Danny is the center of it all, but like the title of the thing, The Hollow Planet, 
there's there's a hollowness there. There's you know what I mean? But in this story, Danny kind of by the end of the trilogy because it's conceived as a trilogy, some of those spaces will have been filled in. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for talking to us today. Uh, Danny Husk, The Hollow Planet, will be on shelves this October. Please pick it up. It sounds fantastic. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you very much.